Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Chris Lohr. Hello. All right, we're recording again. I didn't press the record button before. Yay. We're saying you're a quiet American. Yeah. Yeah. And that most of my American friends here are way louder than me. Like in public, I'm like, like I'm, I'm trying to do the subtle hints to bring their volume down without ah, being offensive. Interesting. So you, you are in situation. I'm not mm. in that situation. I only see that from strangers who I don't know. And then I will point it out to my German girlfriend. And I'll just be like, oh, look at those fucking, <laughs> fucking slobs over there. Stupid fucking God damn it. I can hear you from across the street. You fucking moron. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> right. That's the, it's incredible. Like, and also... And we talked about it, but just to make sure that I'm being inclusive for the audience, people listening, Australians are extremely loud as well. And my yeah. volume increases as soon as I'm around another yeah. loud Australian, yeah, like yeah. if there's alcohol involved. too. Yeah. I mean, we have this in common uh, group of drunk Australians, a group of drunk Americans are often, you know, they're very close. In very close. Sensibilities. Yeah. What, what would you rate as the loudest nations after um, the US and Australia? That's a good question. I mean, the English people can get pretty crazy, I yeah, would say. There's they those really get... annoying English accents, too. Uh, they, yeah. They talk really slow. Well, I'm not even sure if it's that accent. Sorry to all the English people I just offended. Yeah. But there's there's some annoying... Maybe it's the Geordie accent, like I know. around Essex or something. Like Geordie Shore? Uh, no. I you don't know that? I have no idea. I thought that was like a... a, a, a copy of an American TV show. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar. What's um, the trashy place in the States? Oh, there's so rooms? many. Oh my God. The entire country is a trashy place. It's a trash country, actually. Um. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, so many places. I was just talking to a friend yesterday and um, he's uh, dating an, a, an American girl. Uh-huh. And I've dated several Americans okay. in Berlin. Yeah, And they are by far the most unbalanced like traumatized individuals <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh-huh and all the well like i don't like to make generalizations but i think it's yeah. pretty spot on that all of the u.s citizens i've met yeah um it, like not okay let's i said the majority um you know that like coming from the states i think it, it messes you up like there's a lot of like crazy shit that's happening there that you just you don't have the same volume of that kind of stuff happening in germany or yeah i don't know or australia or like you get crazy shit of course but like the guns and the yeah that's a big one and what else is crazy about the states the guns what else is there? Uh, the guns, uh, the lack of health care. Lack of health care. So you've got these like two sides of like, yeah, like not only are the, all of these guns out there, but there's also just like year after year, we just still haven't figured out how to give people health care. Right. So there's, you know, there's that. Um, there's the, the one on my mind really is just the ever present uh, media wars that mm-hmm, happen mm-hmm. there. Um I really can't find any news on German television uh, or even European television that is just as contentious and vicious and yeah. tribal as the media culture there. And um, that's a good point. It's something that it's so weird. Like I feel like I can feel it in the air. It's like part of the consciousness. It's this us and them. It's like you're either on this side or that side. And I don't know. I think that permeates the culture in like a subconscious way. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Like how, and just how media in general dominates the culture. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just my perspective, but I mean, I was born in Los Angeles. And so 
it's creepy. Like a lot of my first memories are of like billboards and advertising and Mm -hmm. commercials and television and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, there's just kind of like a present dominating media overlord that uh, one feels living there. Whereas here, it's almost like media is like a product. You know, it's a product. It's a product among all the other products, but it's. It's not like looking over you. It's you not know? in your face. Like yeah. the, the I, I I don't know why that is. Uh, why in Germany it it really just seems like advertising feels kind of provincial here. Like you'll get a few billboards around Berlin of like new stuff. Right. But like it's more like I don't know. I don't feel like stuff's getting rammed down your throat. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And growing up with that, and I think living your whole life with that dominating the culture. And when I first left the States and started traveling, that sort of difference hit me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that can make a person crazy. If you like celebrity worship, for example, yeah. is just so part of people's lives in the United States, just celebrity worship. And people love celebrities here. We all like famous artists and whatever. But again, it's like, it's just not part of your daily life like this sort of weird like it's almost the way people sort of get into the royal family like in america we get into our celebrities and like yeah although there's a bit of there's a bit of crossover between um like uh english like british um sort of uh what do you call it like tabloids and there's a there's a really nasty culture of yeah um media in 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 the uk but yeah maybe it's just because it's a smaller well, they're also nation? insane. I mean, they are so, especially after Brexit, they're just fucking crazy. Like, they're in, an insane I people. I just didn't meet that many crazy, crazy English people as much, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's the lack of guns. That's the only difference. It's yeah. like similar culture, similar mm. saturation of negative um, negative media, but there's not the guns. There's not the violence as much. And um, yeah. I think that's the, that must be it. Just real alcoholism, you know. Super alcoholism. <laughs> like. What's, yeah, how is it that the States don't seem to have as much of an alcoholism problem as the UK? Uh, we do, but we also have this thing called the opioid crisis. True. So, <laughs> which is manufactured by Big Pharma, um, yeah. which is by complete design by uh, corporations. So we have major alcohol problem. It's just in the shadow of this other thing called uh, the opioid crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the opioid crisis is um, like, well, okay, because I started writing a bit... Um, all right, this is maybe something that ties in later. But yeah, I don't know enough about the opioid, like, what yeah. is it? Epi- pand- epi- it's an epidemic. Epidemic. The amount of people that are dying, it puts it in, in an epidemic level. So it's, people are dying due to overdose? Yes, on overdoses. I forget what the number is. It's, I mean, I would have to look this up, but it's alarming. Yeah. It's like, you know, every few minutes or every hour even, or I mean, every day, tons of people are overdosing on some kind of opioid drug and their addiction usually is connected from being addicted to things they were prescribed and then they were not able to get this prescription anymore which led them into street drugs so for example there's like a reportage i heard about uh, west virginia which is a definite like crisis point of this place mm-hmm. where it was an interview with a bunch of people in the fire department and they said that there are always fire sirens going but every time you hear a fire siren it's not for a fire it's because somebody has od from 
Yeah. Fuck. And so the yeah. the form that these opi- opioids take, so it's like uh, they get prescribed something like oxy yes. or something. Oxycontin, mm-hmm. synthetic opioids. So mm-hmm. oxy is the big one. Uh, maybe some kind of codeine, Vicodin. Yep. Mm-hmm. I forget all of them, but I think oxy is. Oxy is the like big guy, right? Big, I don't. Think, I've never tried oxy. I haven't either. I I tried some Vicodin. I still haven't tried Vicodin either. Um, it's pretty good, but they're super addictive. They're so yeah, right. addictive. Um, uh, yeah. Why, remember, are they, why are they so addictive? Like it's because they like you can still function and it just feels nice. Or yeah, it's a synthetic opiate, so it's as addictive, if not more, than heroin. And a lot of people end up on heroin because they can't get their synthetic opioids anymore, so they turn to street drugs. But an opioid, like I thought, I, from my understanding. An opioid really knocks you out. Like you're high and you can't really function and do shit. Ah, uh, I mean, I think it would depend on how much you take. take. Okay, so um, you can kind of not microdose it, but like well, dose it so it's not overwhelming. I mean, I think it's just so addictive that that isn't really an issue mm. for them. You know, they just <laughs> that's not funny. But okay. they just do it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, Oof. Okay. All right. So it's it's like heroin. It boils down to people taking heroin. Basically. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, and it is yeah. by design by uh, big pharma, by corporations did this, and they pressured doctors to basically write like robo prescriptions to people, over prescribe to people. Um, you have basically in America, like I don't know if it's changed since this has start. You know, has finally gotten out. And these companies have been sued or whatever. But I mean, as an American, yeah, if you go into your doctor, you can just say, I have pain. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they're called pill mills. Uh, and you have these doctors who will just like, they get bonuses and money from these yeah. corporations to mm-hmm. sell these prescriptions. So you can just go ask for like basically what amounts to legal heroin and they just give it to you. That's so fucked so, up. Like for some people that's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> like people that are, you know, I remember <laughs> I remember my brother got a doctor. So in my um, early, like once I finished university, I started working um, full time for this insurance company. My mm-hmm. brother worked there and my mom worked there. And full time, first full time job, it was like, I was, I had money for the first time. So I was like partying pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> And then I had this full-time job that I didn't want to go to often because I was super hungover. And so I'd go to all these different doctors. I'm a very responsible person these days. But in my early, early 20s, I was figuring out how to balance my work life and fun. And um, and so I'd go to all these different doctors so that they wouldn't sort of catch on. Like one doctor wouldn't catch on to the fact that I'm always just hungover. And it's not actually that I'm, I've got a cold or whatever. Yeah. And my brother finally got this doctor that prescribed him just or like prescribed him tremadol. Do you know what tremadol is? No. <clears throat> tremadol is like um, two levels below. Um, what's the best one? Um, what's legal heroin? Um, I don't know. Oxy? No, it's called. Well, Vicodin? maybe morphine. Morphine. Ah, okay. It's like two tiers below morphine. Wow. Okay. Like like the two just two small levels below, and so we got tremadol, and um, yeah, and so we started playing around with this recreationally, mm-hmm. but like in Australia, it was you know that that was. He got prescribed, my brother got prescribed this, and we were like, whoa, like, this doctor's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> we can get this stuff? Yeah. Fuck yeah. And so there we were, like, partying with pharmaceuticals, um, you know. Uh, and, um, yeah, it, it didn't really work for me. But, um, and actually, those drugs ended up being used uh, in a suicide situation later, which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, like, we, like you just can't, like, in Australia, you don't get, yeah, it's, it's very rare to be able to get hardcore 
prescription drugs. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I guess Australia's got more... Um, Regulation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so fucking scary. That, that, yeah. that, like, and I forget about it uh, being over here, and then I'll check in, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's insane. Um, how many people are suffering because of this? It's yeah. Like, it's crazy. And, you know, and then you think that the government makes some drugs illegal, but then these corporations are the real drug dealers and it's i mean things have changed with weed which is great but it's yeah. just sort of like you've got people still in prison for like really small, small. time weed stuff mm-hmm. and then you have these corporations who are just like like evil like it, just evil evil business and yeah this is part of the culture <laughs> so you, you like i'm not expecting you to know all the facts about the u.s but <clears throat> do you know if people who were put in prison for like small time weed yeah. um stuff have they been let out since some been have yeah? i don't okay. know um everything about it some have and there's been um since I'll, got you in today as the expert in the united fine. states um, and it's crisis. <laughs> i will share what i know i'm not going to pretend you know no, no, that no, I, no, no. but I, I think some have but not enough and you know the wheels of the justice system in America are, are clunky and slow. And, and so, yeah, there's a lot of people that are still in prison that shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, Highly um, problematic legal system. Okay. There's two prongs that I want to go off from here. Um, One legalization of weed. Yeah. I, um, do you, do you smoke weed sometimes? I do. Yeah. 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 How do you, um, so I used to smoke pretty much every day morning and then after work and then before a show and then after show. Okay. For about four years, yeah. I was smoking like that. A lot. Okay. And then, yeah, a lot. And then I stopped. Like, I could easily, when I visited my parents in the UK, for example, I would easily be able to not smoke. Like, it was fine. Yeah. But I was absolutely dependent. And so in 2020, I stopped. I wanted to stop. And I haven't looked back. I enjoy edibles sometimes yeah, okay. when I can get them. Cool, cool. But on... Um, but yeah, so how do you how do you like you are an occasional smoker or you how do you feel about weed? I uh, I have some at home for I would say just like chill time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of prefer to smoke alone. Honestly, yep. like I kind of like to just like smoke a joint by myself. Um, maybe at the end of a particularly long week or kind of a crazy time, um, you know, and just like kind of get really baked and like lie down, you know, <laughs> like, no, honestly, like, so it feels very, it's my ideal state. I think I told someone this the other night, but I will smoke out with people here. Yeah. If somebody has like a spliff, I will participate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was, t- I was talking to the, the last time I smoked in a social sitting, somebody kind of got a little too high and was a little insecure and paranoid he mm-hmm. was fine but he was like i feel like like kind of weird and then i was like yeah man i know how you feel like i prefer to lie down you know <laughs> like, like and i was like i'd really rather be lying down myself right now but we're in a social situation so i'm trying my best you know it's <laughs> like spot on you know what i mean yeah um but so, i think that's particularly when you smoke too much right like or yeah. there's like a happy little point where yeah. it's like oh yeah i don't know i don't know anymore okay so i I smoked some, it was not a smoking, but like it was one of those little vape pens. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of smoking, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I vowed to myself that I was never going to smoke again, but what was great (laughs) was that the experience um, affirmed that, that vow because, and, and the person who had it um, said it wasn't THC. It was not CBD, but it was like CHC or some other compound. Yeah. So she was like, 
they were like, um, it'll give you like the head high, but you won't be like body and you know, you'll just like chill. And I was like, right. okay, whatever. Right. And I just had this good set and I was going to go to Kit Kat to meet all these people, but I also had to like get, catch an early train. I don't know what I was thinking. There were a lot of things in my mind. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to smoke this fucking thing. She's like, take three hits and that'll be perfect. And yeah. I'm like, you've got a high tolerance. She's like, no, no, no. I took three hits and then um, and I was ordering my, my Uber to go to Kit Kat as I was um, as it was have, settling in on my brain. And I was so stoned like i was like i got out on the street and then like as soon as like and i think i saw the the uber driver across the street i'm like why isn't he coming to me and then i started building this whole story by the time i got into the car i was like and like within two minutes i was convinced that this guy was going to kill me (laughs) (laughs) yeah like just like down the paranoia like like convinced convinced like i got in and he wasn't he was kind of cute and not like not looking like a normal Uh uber bolt driver whatever that means but um well let's add some uh stereotypes in there but like he had like a you know like a stripey like he he just looked a bit alternative okay and i was a bit like okay and kind of kind of handsome from the back angle i had and he wasn't playing like top 40s music right he was playing an audiobook or some kind of um like informative podcast in german that as i listened to it deeper i was like this is talking about ridiculous stuff mm-hmm. like like i think he's chosen this to see if i can understand to see how much german i understand wow because, <laughs> because this shit <laughs> wow because this sounds like it's like crazy 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 silly like like um absurd stuff that's been spoken about here uh. and then i was like but maybe it's like stuff that's like um part of like a, a cult like it's some religious cult and maybe he's trying to indoctrinate me or maybe he's trying to hypnotize me uh, so that i won't resist when he comes to like rape and murder me right and then I eventually was like, can we put some music on? And so he plays some music. And then even the music has got like an English line in it, which is like, um, oh, you're just like a chicken. And I was like, what? And it was like some party track. And I was like, what is what? Yeah. So I laughed at that. But then we drive past and we drive past her and we stop at this lights. And I look out and there's a big poster for the Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> I was like, he's done this on purpose. (laughs) He's letting me know. I became so paranoid and I, I just haven't been that stoned in ages. And then I knew like, he knew that I was going to kick at. And I'm pretty sure like the little collar thing that I was wearing was visible. And then I was like, Oh, he probably, you know, like, but then the line was really long. And so I was like, Oh, actually I want to go home. And then I was like, oh, but I don't want him to know where I live. So I was like, no, we can just stop here. And he's like, I can take you home. I'm like, no, 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 we'll stop here. So I get out and then I catch public transport home. That takes me like an hour. Wow. That's a, you didn't even go to the club. No, hilarious. no, 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 no. And then yeah. the whole way home, I was thinking like, fuck, like the level of paranoia. I wonder if there's a connection between the number of conspiracy theorists in the States and like QAnon. And I wonder if there's any timeline with legalization of weed in the States. I don't know about that. That's an interesting (laughs) premise. But I will say that Germany actually has the largest number of QAnon people in Europe. And I think outside of the States. I know it's the largest in Europe. 
Um, it's crazy because it basically means that you probably know someone that knows someone. Like you could probably connect yourself to a QAnon person here. No you know? shit. Yeah, and weed's not legal here. So yeah, okay. Uh, that's it. I don't know. Throw that out the window. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I and I think not. Like weed doesn't make everyone paranoid. Like I don't think when I was a stoner, I was paranoid all the time. Yeah, it's interesting. I can remember. I can remember deep paranoia connected with weed, and I think certain weed can inspire paranoia. But Mm -hmm. like, what you're describing—that's about as high as I want to get. Like, if I'm smoking pot, I do want to get that high. So, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, I really like the idea of like, oh, I'm just gonna smoke this spliff and get a little, like, whatever. That's okay socially, mm. but if I'm going to smoke some weed, like I want to like Snoop Dogg that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to like really go for it. And so uh, paranoia. And again, this is why I like to lie down by myself at home, <laughs> <laughs> which is you were on your way to doing that. You know what yes. I mean? You you probably ended up lying down yes. on, by yourself at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I ate some stuff first, which was good. Yeah. And then and watched some shit. And yeah. Then, and then did that. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of like my ideal or um, if I was at high, yeah, and I di- I was in a club and around some music, that's cool because if the music is loud, then it's almost like a private space that you're in because it's like, you know, everything's so loud that you don't have to talk to people. You know, you can just yeah. you can be in a in a vibe. If my if my friends had still been in the line and hadn't already gotten into Kit Kat. Like if they were still outside and I could have joined them, I would have done that. Yeah. But they were like all the messages were like, "Oh, we're inside, we're inside," and I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna go into that two hour line." Yeah. When I've got a 10 a.m. train, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just stoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I just I don't know. I I really don't recall. Like I remember having moments of paranoia, but yeah, it's good though. It was like I I do want to get some edibles though because I feel like winding down is something because I'm not drinking alcohol anymore. Right. Winding down is something that's hard to do. Yeah. With hard drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hard drugs, uh, you really get the sense it's like, you know, you do pay for it. And nothing is for free. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of an investment into a period of recovery. And like. Oh, I'm doing hard drugs quite like, like instead of having three beers in a night, I'll do like one line of Coke. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. But the actual winding down vibe, like mm-hmm. like wanting to like chill out after a show or chill out after, you know, lots of manic activity, like that can't be achieved with, I think, anything but depressants, which are alcohol and weed. I don't know. I mean, you ever have a nice cup of tea? You know, you ever have just a nice, just some chamomile? I love chamomile. I love just, chamomile. Just some herbal tea and yes. maybe a cookie. <laughs> You know, maybe some that. literature. That's what that. the, in the olden times, I think people would just read a nice, really long. It's true. I could just read novel. I do read. I do. Know. I do enjoy reading. But sometimes when you're just like you're so exhausted, you're not wanting like you're wanting to watch something. So yeah, a cup of tea and and a little something to eat. Watching something is nice or reading. Yeah. But it's more like socially. If I'm out socially and I'm wanting to just chill out a little yeah. bit and be with people, uh-huh. it's like. I'm not going to pull out my book. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, it's a bit weird. A bit weird. I'm not I'm not close to it, but yeah. nah. But so you've been out of the States now for how long? Um, two years. And I moved here in October the 2nd of 2020. So that'll be two years in a few months. 
So okay, well, not that long. But you left and you were traveling in other places before you settled in Germany? No, I left. Um, I had, you know, I had traveled around Europe before and I had been to Berlin before and other places. But I left <clears throat> um, in the middle of New York City pandemic um, and I came straight here. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. I see you're pretty fresh and you've already got like an established lovely German relationship. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, so yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, it's like the opposite of... My experience, but um, <laughs> we all take different paths. Mm-hmm. Had you dated any Germans before? Uh, no, no, no. no Your no, first no. German? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have not dated a German. Yeah. What, what have you noticed about dating a German? Um. Well, she's not like a tippish nice. German. So we, we <laughs> Sorry, make, Jess. we do like, she does point out things to me about, uh, German people that are funny and like we make fun of German people and mm-hmm. German culture. She's from Bavaria, so we make fun of that. Um, yeah, I would honestly, there's nothing that I picked up on, you know, that reminds me of anything. For example, I might read on these like Facebook expat groups or somebody's mm-hmm. like, what is it with German guys and, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. or things I hear people talk about, um, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if it's because she's not like a typical German Mm -hmm. kind of person or if I just don't notice, but I honestly really, I haven't noticed, um, too much. I mean, you know, I guess like she's never late, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so there's that, or if we are getting ready to go somewhere, like, you know, yeah, she's just like always on time. Which is a stereotype, right? But that's it is a stereotype. But I'm always on time, so yeah. I don't even notice it. It's just, and this is why sometimes I feel like I'm becoming more German because I feel like, oh, that's not German. Like that's just the way things should be, you know. Well, and I'm, that I'm exactly. is a German kind of thing of like, no, that's the way we do things. So I, I feel the same way. So I, that's something I actually yeah. really like about the culture is is like a sense of that there are certain things to be done a certain way and mm-hmm. like you know yeah it's not cool to be late like, yeah you and, know? and it's just kind of logic as well like yeah. i i feel like i used to be frequently late and i don't mm-hmm. know somehow since i've been in germany oh i'm really nice. <laughs> like i'm really not and like i life is better life when is- you're not late it's so much better it really is it's so much better i have been around just like late alcoholic people many yeah. times in my life growing up my family was uh late people just and it's like so stressful and then yeah, I think it's stressful people get addicted to that and like yes if you can just be on time like your life is it's just like it's it's a joy it was actually know? an american that told me the the but she was half german half american mm. so there we go the the little saying to like stop you from being late is um if you want to be on time be early yeah yeah, it's like uh, liberating, right? Yeah. Yeah, and my mom is just, she's chronically, chronically late. Like, and it's so stressful and it stresses her out. And it's yeah. like, why? Don't do that to yourself. However, <laughs> I've got to say, like, I do tend to, and I've noticed this, like, I really push things to the last minute. So I will never leave my apartment before I need to. Okay. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, it's like, it's like, I will be getting ready up to the last minute I need to leave. Yeah. Like right on that dot, and yeah. then I go. Like I'm never, yeah. And that's like the train or whatever that'll get me there on like early. But like I, I'm never, um, yeah. I don't know what that is. A pressure thing. Yeah. Have do you um have you googled like 
not mental illness per se, but mm. like um, sort of different disorders and, and wondered if you, you yourself have like ADHD or bipolar mm. or have you, have you done that before? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say Google. I just looked at my father, <laughs> you <laughs> know, nice. and I went to therapy. <laughs> okay, yep. But no, before I did all of that, I did. Mm-hmm. Go, oh, sure. I, I did Google all of that. I'm not um, asking because I think you. Wait, uh, that's my next question. <laughs> that's my next question. Is like, is like, do I seem like a person with ADHD? Like, <laughs> no, I was just like in me talking about my, my, my punctuality, but also like time management, where it's always to the last second. I've thought a lot about whether or not I have some kind of thing, and yeah, yeah I've found myself googling these things a lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. No, I, um, my dad has, uh, like a kind of OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the exact name of it, but it's a, it's a kind of OCD. So he is very, although he is a late person, mm-hmm. um, chronically late person, he is very, very organized. Um, and so I inherited a lot of that sensibility of kind of everything in its right place, which yeah. I feel is good. Like there are, I feel like I, I tried to take the healthy parts of that and mm-hmm. integrate them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think that plays into it. Like, you know, like, yeah, I, this is exactly when I'm going to leave and I have exactly this much time to stop by this place and get a coffee mm-hmm. at this one place before I get something to eat here. And then, mm-hmm. like, you have, like, a sort of plan going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can relate to that. I've definitely got the, like, both my parents have pretty strong OCD tendencies. Yeah like blood parents and um yeah and i've definitely got that and just like in terms of like cleanliness or yeah you know like checking if the door is locked or these yeah. little things like i don't i don't i don't um i don't experience anxiety because of it but i am definitely very like compulsive like obsessive yeah orderly and stuff yeah 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 but i think it's right and then adhd stuff like i wonder but i think my time management's too good to have adhd like i Mm. i need the i need that last minute deadline pressure to do things but i yeah no you don't see someone no i i um i was with someone for a very long time who had pretty really bad add i am and um yeah just literally like getting lost in one task and just like losing the thread of like what needs to get done and and where it's it's pretty yeah it's it's um yeah it's tough it's a tough thing for people to deal with i think okay because i haven't because so many people like it's not to say that it's not valid but like so many people have have been diagnosed with it yeah or are medicated for it yeah and um, and it's not to say that it's not a real thing, but it's like how know about crippling that. it is. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Like, um, I do think I can remember hearing about a lot of stories of possible misdiagnosis of ADD or mm-hmm. like over and certainly in the States, going back to like prescribing opioids, like mm-hmm. people like taking children or this like just sort of saying that they have ADD. Um well, maybe they don't. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. People kind of throw that around too. People throw around OCD a lot. Like, oh, I'm OCD, I'm OCD. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually OCD, it's like actually a serious thing. It's anxiety and creating and yeah, problematic. It's yeah. actually like debilitating and yeah. a real condition. Yeah. So this sort of casual, 
I don't know, at least in America and I think in the West in general, there's kind of like a weird appropriation of like mm-hmm. mental issues. Like, oh, I'm Definitely. a little bit bipolar. And it's like, are you? The, I don't and know. Not, <laughs> like, exactly. Like that, like a really bi- bipolar yeah. person. Like, I think you might be a little sad sometimes. Totally. <laughs> you know, totally. Like, I don't think you're like. Uh, you you're know. not like going manic, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like bipolar so. is a ser- like a. Brrr. Yeah, I was dating. I've dated someone with bipolar, and mm. yeah, like the it's a it's a full on thing. And I've lived with someone with bipolar as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it's a, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the that, yeah, I say like I'm OCD, but I don't get the anxiety connected to it. Right. But I like much like I. It's a very you know like it's a like it's a very mild form of it, but yeah. it's definitely there in yeah. that I get bothered by things quite a lot, but. Mm. It's okay. I don't need to. I don't need to be medicated for it. So we're yeah. fine. Yeah. But um, okay. So you live with someone. You, you were with someone with ADD. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And so now, in your new relationship, you're the person with the. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Um. Do you want to have kids? Uh. No. Um. No. I don't. Uh, I've thought about it a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about it every now and again. And yeah, I think the answer is still no. Okay, um, nice. Oh, that's so cool. I love that clarity. Yeah. And cert- like and relative certainty. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have a niece who's wonderful and she's she just turned six. Mm-hmm. And I was back in the States in November. And I was back in April of that year and I spent some time with her mm-hmm. and my brother and his wife. And um, yeah, I mean, when you're an uncle, I don't know if you're an I'm aunt. An auntie, yeah. yeah. So it's like you get a little taste of sort of what childcare is all about and what actually being a parent, like just the day to day kind of full on job it is. And, yes, definitely. And just, just how much time and, and, and that all of that takes and like. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, it um, it's just not something I like. Feel like I want to do that could change. So that's mm. I say that, but I'm also like, I could change my mind maybe. Yeah, but yeah. I can't be. I really do feel the lean towards no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, it's important for me to be honest about that. Um, you know. Yeah, like I worked at a. I worked with children for like mm-hmm. uh, almost almost four years, three and a half years. Yeah. So at a kindergarten and then as a nanny. And um, so in the kindergarten from like age one to seven. And then as a nanny, they were like six and eight when I got them. Yeah. And, um, and I ran away with them. Ha <laughs> ha. No. Um, but they, they were a very different, like they were very different experiences to what experiences I've had as an auntie. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. Like, I feel like your nieces and nephews, like that's a, it's a different relationship. Like being a parent is very different to being an aunt or an uncle, which is very different to being a carer. Right. And I think the relationship you have as a, obviously the relationship you have as a parent, like there's this full love there. You get to see all the things it is full time, but your relationship is so, uh special right yeah. um but then as an aunt and uncle you're seeing all the hard work you're seeing all the bad behavior because you're at the home yeah and um and like the kids can be lovely and sweet with you but they're also just like 
not you know like you don't have that special special bond with them right. like the parents do yeah but you're still seeing all of their shitty shitty behavior yeah like yeah. the shittiest behavior now as a carer you see their shitty behavior but you also i don't know there's a you have your own independent relationship with them because you're not related to them right and you're you know you're um i don't know uh, you're a bit more of an outsider, so there's a slightly different, um, there's a different relationship there, and so they treat you differently than they would treat an aunt or an uncle. Yeah. So I think, like, hanging out with my, I've got a four-year-old niece, a six-year-old niece, and an eight-year-old nephew. Uh-huh. And hanging out with them makes me go, if I have a child, yeah, there'll only be one. Yeah. Because this sibling shit. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing with my parent, uh, my parents my um my brother uh, and his wife they are very much like one and done like that's oh. that's it like they can only like it's so nice for a kid to have siblings sure but like <clears throat> fuck that like the dynamics the chaos the like everything's just you know having two kids is not like one extra um response like it, things multiply exponentially when yeah. you've got that dynamic yeah yeah and it's like nah man <laughs> 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 I don't want to deal with I, yeah. I I really yeah I don't see well like the thing I spent a lot of time um, listening to my brother and his wife talk about being parents which mm-hmm. is a very interesting change and they make fun of themselves for it because they are very much become the typical people where they're just like always talking about their, all they talk about is their kid and like being yeah. a parent and how crazy it is and like how tired mm-hmm. they are and like how insane it is but how wonderful it is and my kid my kid my kid my kid my kid yeah so i it's fascinating though because i can really listen to what it's like for them yeah um i just completely lost the thread of what i was okay. gonna say you were saying what did you just say <laughs> siblings, about siblings siblings uh yeah like one and done chaos of the multiple like you having two kids it's not just two kids it's like the extra dynamic of their relationship right also like the yeah just looking at like the the level of resentment and the the competition yeah. and the like i love my brother so much but but and yeah. i would say like there's like, and you're going to get traumatized and you're going to get value from lots of interactions and relationships in your life. But like, yeah, a sibling relationship is extremely complicated. Well, right. And yeah, now I remember where this was going, Mm. but basically, uh, the way that parenting goes now is like this sort of isolated kind of bubble thing where it's like, you know, my brother, his wife, the kid, or if they had another kid, it would be like siblings and kid. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there used to be a whole time where people were brought up in a community of like big families. And so you've got grandparents and you've got people, everybody lives kind of in, you know, a more village situation. And then you've got, you know, your friends have kids and then these kids go play with these family members. And it's like, it's a real group thing. So it's not all of this crushing weight on just I, these two people. It totally. just seems insane. I like, look at, I don't know about if it's the same in the States and where your sister, brother, family mm-hmm. is. Um, where are they? Are they in LA? Or? They, no, they are in currently Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yeah. okay. Um, okay, so maybe it's like a relatively like car-based Yes. Society. Yeah. That's the thing that I also noticed going to Australia and um, versus Germany. These kids that I nannied for and also kids from the kindergarten, 
everyone lives in this area like they go to school near where they live and then everyone lives nearby and right and because the, I don't know why, but like I do know why. It's just like higher density living and everyone yeah. living. It just means that the kids can go and visit their friends independently. Yeah. They walk five minutes and they're at their mate's house. Yeah. And then they walk another five minutes and they're at another friend's house. Yeah. And they can start having independent social own. lives yeah. on their own. Whereas in Australia, it's like the distances. You yeah. know, people live maybe in the same area, but that area is hugely spread out, and there's no way a kid is going to walk yeah. and half an hour to their friends no, by you themselves. Get in the car, and yeah, I was a kid in Los Angeles. And yeah, it's like you got to get in the car, and you got to go on the freeway, and you got to yeah. do the thing, and like, yeah, it's it's very same in Australia, isolated, yeah. absolutely. And so, as a child, you have no you have no independence. Um, you might be lucky and have one friend that's close, by, but I didn't, you know, I need my parents to drive me everywhere or right. I'd go, you know, like my pa- I would need my parents to organize to pick me up after, you know, afterwards. And like, that's a whole thing or as being able to just drop by. And so, yeah, I think it's, there's something about, I don't know, like what, what is it? What am I promoting? Like higher density living is better for children. Like, <clears throat> I don't know, or just smaller, com- tighter community. Like how is it, how is the community tighter here than it is in, you know, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think um, I don't really know too much about it, but it seems like it's best for people to be socialized early. Yes. You know, like, yes. it just seems better that way. Like in here, it's so normal for a child to start going to daycare and like kindergarten yeah. at the age of one or yeah. even months earlier. And I remember telling my mom that and she was like, oh, that's not okay. And it's like, are you kidding me? That's so great that this child is having interactions with other people. Yeah. Also, I mean, it sounds pretty good for the parents too. Fuck, like, ah, yes. oh, cool. You can already see it. <laughs> right. It's pretty great. Like, yeah, like my, my friend had a baby like last year and at seven months, seven months, she yeah. was able to drop her kid off. Wow. At Akita, um, three mornings a week for like two out three hours. Wow! And get those three hours of just being able to like get the house clean or yeah, sleep or whatever. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I wouldn't want to have a kid anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> and just one. Yeah, I will say that. So that's an interesting thing is that so yeah, I'm still pretty much don't want to have a kid. But when I moved over here, and I mean that's something that I mean when you see parents in New York, they just look. <laughs> like the difference between how I see parents here mm-hmm. in Europe with all of the support, maternity leave, all of this social safety net of that is given to yeah. parents, yeah. Uh, young parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, the difference between how they look here and they look in the States, like young parents in New York comparatively look like Vietnam War veterans. They yeah, just right. look like, like, and then, you know, it's Seems just, shit. yeah, like they're just like, <laughs> in their eyes they just look yeah. like they're really suffering and i yeah. think it is a suffering thing to do no matter what but one thing but there's that, also joy in but i sort of saw something i would see people in my building i would see young parents out and i would be like you know i still don't want to have kids but a, a part of me was like you know if i did it here hmm, i don't know yeah maybe like it doesn't seem uh, certainly not as bad as in America. Right. I don't know. Got these kitas. You, you can just get, get one of those bicycles with the fucking thing yeah, in the front. The kids sit like, in the front. Yeah. Get Amazing. some money from the state. Get yeah. money from the state. Exactly. So. Get a whole bunch of um of of like parental leave. Yeah. I mean, well, f- and that is a, a real culture. That is a culture shock. And a reverse yeah. culture shock, too, is to, yeah, go back to the States and be like, cool. So you just don't get help, you know, if you're having a kid and like here. Yeah. It's like you 
get help. I mean, yeah. what a what a good thing. What a, what a wonderful know? thing. <laughs> what a good thing. So, like, it feels like the <laughs> surround out the the shitting on the U.S. thing. Like, yeah. opioids, <laughs> fucking yeah. guns, and then not supporting people having children. It's like the U.S. population is just going to stop. You know? <laughs> like, well, everyone's just going to die and not procreate. I don't. That's an interesting <laughs> question because in major news recently there was some. But there's no report, abortion. Though. Sorry. There was some. Well. No, I mean, just in, in the in a lot of states there there is, but they yeah. but they want to change that though. They're pushing to change that on a federal level, certainly. Yeah, those <sighs> people are going to keep this going with the Supreme Court. It's been they've been working it for uh, after this for just decades. Like I get so. cold chills here. Like just that whole topic. It's just how fucked. It makes well, me so ang- like I'm not there, but it's just like they are like the I U.S. Mean, is this fucking top like cultural, you know, giant. And for them to be doing that is just, you know, as a woman, it's just it's it makes me sick. So yeah. Sick. I mean, there's a real energy there of kind of rolling back, yeah. uh, you know, rights such as that. And mm. honestly, that's arguably arguably a major if not the major thing that delivered us donald trump is that he promised to do that he promised it from the beginning every time he got to talking about what he was going to do he talked about the supreme court and you know like roe v wade and stuff like that and you know it's like this was coming this has been coming for a while so why uh, though like why like from when 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 was the supreme court thing where it was like yay okay when when did that first happen? What you mean, Roe v. Wade? Yeah, that Roe was v. Wade. in seventy. Oh, I want to say seventy six or seventy two, seventy two or seventy six. Yeah. Okay, and it, like, like it's an interesting question. Why? And why? so yeah. recently, recently, I I did some learning about more things that are going on with the protests in Iran, right? Yep. And so you've got this religious state there mm-hmm. that is basically a pillar of this autocratic rule there mm-hmm. is the oppression of women in a day-to-day tangible thing yep. so and that manifests in morality police and that manifests in women not being able to play sports and women mm-hmm. not being able to do this and this and this and that so i do think there are some people in the states that want that kind of moral authority over women. women. Yes. So it, it's like if if I look at yeah something like Iran as like you know an extreme example of mm. that kind of female oppression, I think there's some people in America that would kind of like to take us to a kind of handmaid's tale situation. I think and I think yeah. it's 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 weird because you ask psychologically like why right mm. because it's just like why and like, i think because it's, it's coming out of relatively it, nowhere like since the 70s 80s 90s well, yeah. women equality you know pay gap closing stuff like this like you know like fucking hillary clinton and you know like uh-huh. it's just like hillary i'm not sure about hillary clinton as the example but like you know other like you know great women doing work like being treated as equals in society where is this 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 shouldn't this isn't right sentiment coming from i don't know but i think there is just a deep fear among many of 
women like just fundamentally i think there's just always been kind of a weird like insecure male fear of women and that like women having the same rights uh is like somehow a dangerous kind of thing and um yeah it's weird uh, it's super weird where does it come from like because it's it's not very like okay a lot of christianity and also like you know jewish jewism jewism <laughs> judaism um are structurally very um patriarchal but not to the point where you know, well a lot of like there's been more and more christian sects that allow women to be ministers and yeah. you know go into the top ranks of course there's still the smaller or the larger um like even in catholicism there can be women can come to a certain point but they can't get beyond but still like that stuff kind of opened up a little bit there but um i like is it, yeah i just i like islam's there's lots of different types of islam yes and you know like uh hmm i don't know i just like i i can't understand like obviously as a woman it's okay i was also going down the judaism thing like but i don't think like certainly not judaism that's like judaism just you know structurally like there's lots of things that women can't do and you know they like hide their you know in, in the very orthodox things but it's like that's not the majority of american citizens like they're not these sects of of the hardcore extremist religions like they're not there. no um but it's an interesting point because yeah you have an example of like yeah what you could call a, a small number of people or or something that's just not really that popular um hmm. but there's a lot of energy behind it um you know yeah. like um i mean yeah like the for example in iran like the iranian people are not the government there, no absolutely you know what I not mean? like it's not no. who they are but no no and that was super like progressive before this um I, I don't know all the details but like before this regime was in power like iran was very progressive and there were no hijabs and there was like um you know great universities that were not teaching anything religious and <laughs> for a long time well for quite a while um but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get. Yeah, I don't know where, where, where we're going with this topic, but it's just, it just shock, it just shocks me that any kind of, yeah. Well, that's uh, what you're speaking of is is kind of something I encounter here a lot as an American, because people have this idea of American culture mm -hmm. that's largely reinforced by our eminent and real dominating soft power culture of entertainment yeah. and films. Yeah. Um. And so people are shocked to uh, when they learn things about the culture that seem kind of backwards or mm. or weird. And yeah. I don't know, so many people that I met moving over here from different parts of the world, a lot of people I worked with, uh, a weird job I had, I met some people from Eastern Bloc countries and some people from East Africa, and they were just like, why did you move here? Like, why? Like, oh, you really? left America? You left America? America? You know, they're, <laughs> and they're just like, you see the veil of the, the soft power culture oh, wow. on them. And they just, that's what they understand of America. It's the land of the free where everyone, you know, is just riding around in a convertible and going to the beach. And it's just Absolutely. like the movies and, you know. Girls in bikinis. Yeah. And it's, it's and just, pantsuits. 
Yeah, but same. I get that a lot with Australia, but there's a lot. You know, Australia doesn't have any soft cultural power. Like it's just like yeah, surf, surfing and, and sunshine and yeah. Okay, we did a good marketing job there, and a lot of people don't realize the the cultural and political issues within Australia yeah. that are bad. Um, a lot of Australians also don't really admit them yeah. when we talk about them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah, and when I do talk about them, people are often like, oh, wow, like I didn't know, like they don't know shit about the indigenous people. They yeah. Don't know sh- and naturally, like, of course, like Australia is irrelevant. <laughs> but yeah, yeah America <laughs> is a lot more <laughs> influential. But um, how do we change this? How, like, why, like we can't have this backwards, you know, women losing equality thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, I left the country. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, selfishly, it's pretty yeah. selfish, but. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know um, if Germany has the largest in Europe QAnon mm-hmm. um, follower yeah. following does that. And, and there's also like the AFD, which is like the, the for listeners who don't know, like the kind of new Nazi party sort of they're very anti-immigration and they're yeah, pretty much like anti-Semitic as well. Right? They are a far right. They're far right, yeah. yeah. Um, but Germany seems far from like going towards, you know, like rever- reversal of any rights. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like we have, we've had the sort of center left party in in government for uh-huh. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Which feels safe to me. Well, I don't know. It speaks to something. It's something I think about a lot, and I mentioned it earlier, but there's just not this sense of us and them. Yeah. There's not this sense of there's this group of people that want things to be this really different way Mm. that's all the way over here, and this other group of people that want it to be all the way over there. And also there's an invisible group of people who don't vote in America, which we call the silent majority, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. who are probably like want things to be reasonable and would mm-hmm. want to find some sort of compromise mm-hmm. but those people are kind of like well they're complacent like with whatever happens like by not voting then that means that they're yeah you could make that argument um yeah that's interesting i haven't really thought about that a lot yeah it's like the sort of resentment of like not voting like you should vote isn't it true in australia like you have to vote mm-hmm. like you get punished for not voting. yeah I, when i heard that i thought uh, they should do that in america Honestly, I, I, I think thought it's they good should because if they did um things would look a lot different i think it creates some other issues so compulsory voting i have been fined for not voting um mm-hmm. at the how much is the fine i don't know because i got out of it okay not that much though i think it's like 100 bucks it was like a ticket yeah Yeah. exactly um but i was having the breakdown of my marriage at that point Mm -hmm. and um you couldn't be bothered to vote (laughs) no i was i was in a i was a mess i should have voted on the friday after i finished this course and instead can't be voting had this huge fucking fight with my husband and then all of a sudden it was after 6 p.m. and the last polling stations had closed. Wow. And I was like, fuck. And then they sent me the fine and I wrote this big soppy letter about how I was yeah. going through a divorce, which I was. Um, so, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, you know, a, a slap on the, on the, whatever, a slap across the knuckles. That's not the term. Slap on the wrist. A slap on the wrist. Something about the knuckles. Is it something on the knuckles? Anyway. Um, but there are other issues that come with um, compulsory voting. So, like, they call it, there's a, an issue called donkey voting where people go in and they just 
number all the boxes one two three four five six seven eight nine ten whatever okay. without even thinking ah okay yeah. yeah yeah or there's like just incorrect voting where they yeah. won't do what you're supposed to they don't follow the instructions yeah. um and so you know like it it, it you know it has some issues but i think it i think it is good i think you should yeah. you should have to vote yeah, yeah like and i'm are you going to become a german citizen do you think um i don't think so because i would to do that i would have to renounce my american mm. citizenship yeah. and i looked into what the advantages of that are versus just permanent residency mm-hmm. and honestly the only thing would be voting and mm-hmm. also like mobility across europe yeah um <laughs> that's that's my big reason mobility across what do you mean when you say that um so if you're an eu citizen i'm pretty sure that means for you to live and work in any country within the eu you don't require a visa oh that's interesting so you could just like i got to double check that but that's not the have to deal with the same level of Ompts and paperwork and stuff. Yeah, you just move to Italy, okay. yeah, and you and get a job, and, and you get I'm, a residence, and you 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 uh, register, but you don't have to get any visa because you're an EU citizen. Right. Yeah. Boom. Done. Boom. Yeah. Spain, Italy, France. That's interesting. Switzerland, Netherlands. Okay, I could keep listening to EU countries, but <laughs> <laughs> but like that's a that's so attractive for me. Like okay. like. To be able to, like, I speak Italian, Spanish. I could, you know, eventually pick that up. <laughs> I sound so fucking. Uh, anyway, um, but like, I speak it like to be able to one day just move to Italy. Yeah, that's cool. That would be a great place to die, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah. Or be able to, yeah, just just that that level of the number of countries, like, and you know, the EU might crash eventually and all split off, but like having the ability to maybe just live anywhere in the EU. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. But you can make, I don't know if with the US though, you can make an, um, yeah, if you can ask and have dual citizenship. With Australia, I can do that. Oh, yeah. I think I, I could think probably can. do yeah. something like that. Yeah, make that. an argument. Yeah, yeah. But it depends on how, yeah. No, I just want that. I just want that sweet, sweet Italian retirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. Yeah. Or, you know, any, any like, yeah. Uh, is, is Greece in the EU? Yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. They got mm-hmm. some islands in yeah. here. Yeah. Is Croatia? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mediterranean, baby. Okay. Like, like, who doesn't want to just have visa-free living rights to the Mediterranean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you want to die in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. Um, no, I think um, it's funny. I've traveled a lot through Portugal, uh, mm. and um, Portugal. I was, I was around the uh, Algarve and Algarve, Algarve, and Algarve. And uh, that is one place in the world I've been. I'd be like, you know what? This would be a good place to die. Fuck <laughs> like, yeah. this is good. I like it here. Uh, south of Spain, Andalusia, uh, also a good place to die. I went to this small, uh, this this small town uh, called Punta Umbria um, in Andalusia, mm-hmm. and um, man, it was great. And I think there were a lot of old Spanish people there that were that that was their idea. They were like, we're probably gonna die here. I was like, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> great idea, right? Like, oh, yeah, there's some beautiful yeah, yeah, places yeah. to die here. And like, you'd still have some community, you know? Like- that's funny. That's like, before I even really got serious about moving to Europe, I would have conversations like kind of leading up to Trump and then during Trump mm-hmm. when I would visit my brother who was living in Trump country at that time. And we would just talk about endlessly about like, you know, problems with America and we don't like America and we don't like being Americans and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 
I would always say things. I would always be like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, man, but I, I definitely, I don't want to die in America. You know? <laughs> I would so always like, say that. that. That's I would funny. always say that. I would always say that. I was like, I don't want to get old and die in this country. <laughs> right? It's not a good place to fucking yeah. grow old, man. Then I never really like, you know, in my mind then I never was like, oh yeah, I'm going to move to Europe like five years after that. And then here I am. So it's funny. Yeah, that's that's an important thing. Like, yeah, do you want to die here? <laughs> right. And so, yeah, no, no. No, I yeah, I'd be. I want to die in Europe. I think. Yeah. 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 It's a great place to die. I think so. Yeah, and get get old or have some kind of health issue. Like, it's a good yeah. place yeah. to support. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Such an adult episode. It's yeah. like old adult episode. Yeah. How how old are you? Forty one. I 41. just turned forty one. Yeah. Happy birthday! Thank you very much. Yeah, I was in uh, Barcelona for my birthday. Fuck yeah. yes! Yeah, cool. I love Barcelona. Yeah. Well, I like it. I like it. I, I love is maybe too. Like I do like it a lot. Have you done comedy in Barcelona? No, I know there's a lot going on there. Yeah. But I was just there to. Just chill. Just so, chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I um yeah, I like I like Barcelona. It's a bit small, but I, I saw it's an a little small, yeah. aerial view of Barcelona mm-hmm. recently and it's fucking amazing. It's like, beautiful. It's I mean, so beautiful. Like yeah. like it's beautiful when you're there, but looking at it from above, it's like the way all of the blocks are formed yeah. with the with the intersections being like diamonds. Yeah. It's just like yeah. it's magnificent. And the beach is right there too. It is a, it is a, it's it's cool because of beach and city. Yeah. But yeah, small, small, small. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I I'd like to spend more time. With, I do like Spanish people a lot. Do you have? Okay. Here's an interesting. Here's something interesting. We'll wrap up soon. Okay. But um, do you have a do you have a nationality that you've banged the most? Hmm. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, Speaking of Spain, that's why I mentioned (laughs) that's my number one. White Americans. (laughs) I like how you specify white. white. I just want to (laughs) be. Yeah, I was like, should I say that? I was like, "Mm." (laughs) too late. I only picked Um, up on it because um, I had a date with an Italian ah, like two nights ago. And um, we're talking. He was like, "Uh, so where, what does your map look like? Uh, Who have you fucked around the world? And um, a very Italian thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, woof, where do you want me to start? Anna, Anna, tell me. And and then I was asking him, I was like, what's your most exotic, like what you think is exotic? And he was like, I would say uh, South Africa, uh, uh, but they're not black. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, I've actually never had sex with a black woman. And I was like, that's because you're a racist Italian. Yeah, that's because you're <laughs> no. racist. Italians, the, a lot of Italians that I've met that are like Italian, Italian, yeah, Italian, Italian, Italian have been like shockingly like not into brown black people. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, um, but uh, like there are lots of Italians that are not like that, but I've met quite a few. Well, I have a friend from uh, Palermo, mm-hmm. uh, which is in Sicily, yep. right? And he was explaining to me that there's this whole weird racist thing within Italy where the North people look down on the dirty South Absolutely. Italian people. And mm-hmm. that's weird because they're all white people, really. If you, I mean, there's a different shade of there, but it's like, There guys, is a different shade. You guys are all like, come on, really? Odd. On this tiny piece of land, you're going to be some weird north south shit like, oh massively so weird yeah. massively like, there's films about it like Rocco e suoi fratelli which is Rocco and his brothers is about yeah. like these southerners going up to the uh, north for yeah. work and like yeah being being discriminated against yeah, and having yeah. difficulty like it's a yeah I studied Italian like there's this whole huge thing between north and south but uh, okay yeah but they're also just like nicely racist against mm-hmm. Muslims and yeah 
other migrants and like I remember I had this boyfriend and his um, uh, little racist Italian friend was visiting and um, and they were talking angrily about there being a picture in the local Austra- in a local Australian paper of a um, of a, about like it was an article about an earthquake or something that happened in Italy and in the picture was a like a, a religious looking um, Muslim man who was who looked like he was actually like tan skin and and you know, not white. And um, this girl with my ex-boyfriend were angry about that being the representation of Italians. Oh, that's gross. How gross is that? That's really gross. And like not even hiding it. Like not even, it's just like, what? Like they aren't Italians. I'm like, what do you mean? You can't say that they're not, what? And like, yeah, yeah, that kind of racism. But um, gross. But anyway, um, banging nations. Yeah, I I dated an Italian person briefly at a fling in New York with uh, an Italian lady I met. And um, yeah, that's uh, was wonderful. Um, (laughs) You know, I I would rate that high. Uh, So yeah, if I could rate the nationalities high, uh, that would be, yeah, I'm going to be high. Up there, yeah. You got to say German because you have a German girlfriend. Yeah, German girlfriend. Um, Yeah, I don't think I've had like real... Repeat. Uh, my girlfriend for a long time in the states was from the South, like the real like Tennessee South, oh. and all her family are like Republicans and oh. like uh, Tennessee and Kentucky, and so mm-hmm. some real Southern Southern kind of Southern kind of. So that's a fun accent, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fun. Well, yeah, it's kind of getting on the way to Australian kind of. You know, it's, it's like <laughs> I haven't heard that before. Not on the way. Fair. That doesn't really make any sense, but it's super regional and country and. Yeah. You know, just kind of um, slow. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I don't know. I just dated Americans. You okay, know? Uh, I did date quite a few Australians. Yeah, you've. It seems like you've got kind of a cultural smorgasbord of yeah. Uh, people you date. Yeah. Yeah, I got sick of Australians in Australia, and that's when I started with the Italians oh, and uh, <laughs> and Colombian. Yeah, I married a Colombian, and mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, it was really just Italians, Colombian. Oh, there was like a, I think it was like Ugandan or um, I'm not sure which African nation he was from, but he was like a straight, like he, he was, it was Australian, but he was like half African. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was always interested in, like, I had a big crush on a Maori boy when I was in, um, in primary school. I was always interested in the, and I was obsessed with Will Smith um, when I was like five nice six, five wow five, yeah when did men in black come out i can't remember but like 93 i don't remember maybe same year as coco bain died i don't think so no a bit bit later maybe 97 um so i would have been like mm, can't do math uh like nine years old or okay. something and um or even 11 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was really into will smith mm. like like i had the men in black poster on my wall and there was like a hotline and I would call it and I got in trouble for calling it because he called and it was like a 1-900 number. Mm. So they charged you a lot. And it was Will Smith talking wow. to you on the phone. Nice. But it was just like a pre-recorded thing. Yeah. But I was really pretty cool. It. it was pretty cool. But yeah, my mom, like when I was little, she was like, oh, you're into you're into black men. That's good, good choice, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I support you. <laughs> so yeah, I was always interested in not white people. But, okay. yeah. but like still I've dated a lot of white people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was worried that I was I was racist for a while, but it was just because I hadn't 
like Australia doesn't have many black people. Like it doesn't have a lot of African migrants. Ah, didn't okay. have many. Yeah, okay. Um, a lot of like Asian um, nationalities, but right. the Africans yeah. hadn't really got yeah. to Australia much. Yeah. Also, Australia had a very racist um, immigration policy mm. up until the 70s. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So that stopped. It was, a, it was called the white Australia policy. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, really bad, really bad. No, like, no Asian immigration was allowed until, it, like, that got removed Whoa. by um, a progressive um, sort of left-leaning um, prime minister. So, mm. yeah. Crazy. Great. Bad, 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 yeah. bad. Um, do we want to talk uh, last minute uh, or two minutes? Is there anything um, on the sexual spectrum that we should talk about or anything adulty that you had in mind or any last ideas? I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, well, being an adult, what does that even mean? You know, what does that mean in this city? I mean, in this city, I think it's strange. Like, uh, I, I don't know what it, what, 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 it, what does it mean to be an adult? I think it you know means I mean? to look after your shit. Yeah. In a responsible way. Right. Just kind of like, not be someone else's problem. Don't be a child. Yeah. Basically. Basically being responsible. Yeah. For yourself. I don't know. There's uh it reminds me of like like man children, you know? Man children. Man children and I know there's so many of them in the world. Man but children. I don't I don't think I've lived here long enough to notice if there's like more here than in America or I don't know. You get a lot of man children in Australia, like just guys that just kind of just play video games and, you know, just kind of just still trying to like, I I don't know how to just like. (laughs) I think in Australia, from what I've seen, uh, there aren't that many because they usually need like the cost of living is quite high. So Mm. you need to have a job and then the expectations to start a family are pretty pretty strong. Oh, okay. Um, So the settling down and have kids. um, Right. All that energy is very strong. Okay. Yeah. And so even if they're a man child uh, and play video games, they're still going to have a re like a full-time job and, um, and be paying bills and being like a dad. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like there'd be exceptions, but like I'd say that's yeah, not that not many. Not so much, yeah. Whereas here, there's I'd say there's quite because the system will allow it a bit more here to live off the government a little bit yeah. and to pursue what you like, which I think would take more the form in Germany of like drinking at corner bars yeah. and just and at the train station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm not sure about PlayStation. Yeah. Just been drinking. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Being an adult is, I think it's better than being a kid. And this is something I realized from being around my niece. And, oh, yeah. Or being around kids, and I'm sure you see it as as a, as a care. But it's like, I mean, yeah. If you're a kid, you're just like a powerless person. Because they are totally. just people, but they just have no personal power. And None. Like, what a hard situation to be yeah in. and so, like they're they're learning things but they've got no independence like yeah. like very restricted independence yeah and they're um all these limitations on them and then people talking to them like they don't know shit yeah and um not being allowed to do what they want to do 
Yeah. Being an adult's the best. It's pretty awesome. I fucking love it. You know it. what I mean? It's pretty cool. I love it. Like, yeah. I'm, the, the, I got, uh, yeah. Now that I'm doing the job that I fucking, uh, job, my, the best job that I could ever dream of. And um, yeah, like, I've made my life the way I want it to be. Yeah. I'm so happy. Like I get to, I get to travel around Europe and do comedy and go to Australia and do comedy and live my crazy life with, you know, the kinds of love situations I have and with friends and going dancing and seeing cultural events. And I'm very, very grateful for being an adult and still being alive. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. It's fucking cool. What's your favorite thing about Berlin? Just, and oh, this is random, but yeah. My favorite thing is that it is simultaneously the most crazy, exciting, lively place mm -hmm. and also the most quiet, weird, boring, empty place. It, yeah. Depending on where you are, yeah. it can be really wild and insane or just like empty. I think um, you're totally right. And I love that you can do both and like yeah. you can... Yeah, it's just in in New York. It's small. It's it's dense. There's population density, and it's just around you all the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's probably my favorite thing. Yeah, here there is actually a weird amount of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Even like you go to fucking clubs, and you'll still be able to find a space where you are completely alone. Yeah, <laughs> you can find that. And then yeah, oh man, I love this city. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, be able to become a mother uh, mm. here, but um, but I can, but I think I can see myself living here, being based here, yeah, forever, yeah, until I go to Italy or Spain to die. Okay, well, you, you know, got <laughs> <laughs> some time. So, <laughs> I'd like to be a like a little nonna. Yeah. I'd love to be a, like somewhere warm on the coast, you know, for my frail bones yeah. and joints. It's ideal. I like. yeah. It's ideal. I can't be in. I can't be in Berlin when I'm <clears> sprawled. Kind of. Yeah, I think I'd be hard. Yeah, yeah. no, I wouldn't. No, I, I need warm weather, absolutely. Yeah. And beach and like that'll make me feel like yeah. I'm dying the right way. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! Oh, I'm looking forward to being that old woman. Good. Like tottering down to the yeah. to the to the where the water is and sitting there with like some yeah. some food wrapped up freshly made and yeah. meeting my old my old women bitchins and the guys yeah. with their big stomachs out yeah. and super tanned and I'll probably I'll drink beer I'll drink beer I'll good. drink again then good that's the other thing I'm gonna drink alcohol once I have a kid that's my rule ah good plan <laughs> <laughs> good plan <laughs> that's because once I have a kid. I like the alcohol, like I'll, I'll want to be able to wind down in a socially acceptable way mm -hmm. and I will not want to be hungover for breakfast. Like I'll, I'll need to get up to look after them. You know right. what I mean? So like yeah, that'll yeah. be my, what limits my uh, consumption. Sure. Great. That's mm. a great, uh, yeah, good technique. <laughs> I might never drink again, but let's <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah. All right. Well, um, are you doing any shows or anything that people can find you through or any uh, uh, projects? Um, uh, just my Instagram is uh, Crystal Comedy. Mm -hmm. And um, well, I'm going to Chuckleheads tonight at ah. uh, Deriva Bar. So I'll be there. Um, and you're there a bit regularly. A bit. Yeah. I'll be back on the boat show on Sunday. I'm doing your show the Sunday after that on the 19th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, hmm. on the nineteenth. Okay, nineteenth. Yeah, Is that a Monday? That's a Sunday, I think. It's a Sunday. Okay. I don't know. You you have a 
Facebook message with me on it. So Excellent. now Excellent. I'm not sure, but I'll check. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> you're on something. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, same. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, guys, that has been Adults Only Comedy. Bolin, thanks so much and goodbye.